0: Greetings, everyone. I'm Eugene Driscoll, and welcome to another episode of Valley Naval Gazing, the Valley Independent Sentinel's talk show. We're heard every Monday at 9 a.m. on valleyindy.org, newhavenindependent.org, and, of course, WNHH 103.5 FM within the city of New Haven. The Valley Independent Sentinel is the sister publication of the New Haven Independent, and our website is valleyindy.org. Before we get into the guts of this week's episode— I wanted to take a moment to remind everyone that community journalism is very much an endangered species. And that is especially true in places such as the lower Naugatuck Valley, where there's a long list of local news outlets that have gone out of business. And that's why it's so important to donate to the Valley Indy during the Great Give May 3rd and May 4th. The Great Give is part of a national movement to raise money for nonprofits, and we're using it as our annual reader drive. So on May 4th, And May 3rd, you'll be able to make a tax-deductible donation to the Valley Indy online, and if you live in the Valley, your money will be matched up to a point by the Valley Community Foundation. If you're confused by all this, just go to thegreatgive.org, that's thegreatgive.org, where you can read up on the event and all the area nonprofit groups that will benefit. All right, so today on Valley Naval Gazing, our guest is Bill Pucci. He's a well-known figure in the lower Naugatuck Valley, specifically when it comes to the Derby sports world. And Bill is here because on April 2nd at Benny and Derby, I'm sorry, Benny and Ansonia, that's a big gaff. the first class of the Derby Athletic Hall of Fame was inducted. And during that event, April 2nd, which saw the induction of der- 10 Derby sports legends, Bill received a special award for his decades of service and support to Derby athletics. Bill, welcome to Valley Naval Gazing and welcome to our humble little office here in Ansonia. It's a pleasure to have you. Nice to be here. So we're across from the Ansonia train station, I should just tell people. So if anybody hears a a train whistle in the background, uh, you know why. Uh, The first ever guest we had on this program back in August when we launched this on WNHH in New Haven was uh, none other than Mike Kenichi, who I, I understand you know, I would think yeah, fairly he's well. The, he's the chairman of the Hall of Fame committee, and he was part of that team that, that built momentum and really worked hard uh, as an outsider, from what I observed, to make that uh, April. Oh, they did 2nd. a great job. Yeah, it was really cool they to really see did. the way they the, the way they worked social media, and it was I mean, talk about grassroots community effort. That's exactly what that was. It was a long time coming. And so he was our first guest, and we had talked to Mike for 30 minutes on the air back in August about, about all everybody who, who, who made it in, and the process, uh, and all that good stuff. But I wanted to ask you, you, you received a, a, a special service award. How did it feel that night when uh, you got it?
1: Well, I was honored to receive it. And when Mike called me up originally to tell me that I was going to be presented with this special award, I was kind of overwhelmed, really, because... I'm the kind of person that I, I I just do things because I like to do them. I wasn't looking for any recognition or of that sort. So so when he told me that they're going to have a special award named in my honor, that was the thing. Every year the Bill Pucci Award is going to be presented.
0: Why wow, I did not know that. That yeah. is okay. So that's and even above and And I'm going to be the
1: one to present it. The committee's going to choose it, but I'm going to be the one at the banquet to to uh, <clears throat> present it to the the
0: next recipient. That's fascinating. And I know like just before we, we turned on these mics, you were kind of saying, I don't want to talk about myself, but I think it's worth going into your background a little bit because it's unique. you know unique is a term that everybody throws around there, but uh, your sort of a uh, service to uh, like Derby athletics specifically, I think is unusual and and, and and truly unique. And I just wanted you know there's that Facebook group. Uh, the Derby Athletic Hall of Fame, and I saw a post on there, and I just want to uh, read it to you. Maybe you saw it already, but it was it was from a, a person named Dan Shea. I don't know uh, I don't know who Dan is because I'm Dan Shea, right? So he said he's he was a ahead, former
1: Pop Warner coach. He was captain of one of the Derby football teams that won the the uh, 1985 state championship, Class S championship, and he also took my place as the public address announcer. Uh, at the Derby football games, I did it for four years, and I wasn't looking to do it again. I
0: says, "Was that because of the conditions of the press box at the time?" or no, I, I was up was, there once or twice. It was
1: because at that time, uh, I was still involved with the Valley uh, Valley Times, and I needed I needed some space in order to write down notes. And so as it was almost like impossible to write down notes, take uh, take full advantage of what I'm seeing out in the field. And and spot all the people that are making the tackles, carrying the ball. So I so I found out Dan Dan Shea was was a public address announcer for the Derby Pop Warner program. So I asked him if he wanted to do it, and he did it.
0: Oh, that's fascinating. Okay, so here's what here's how Dan described uh, uh, that ceremony on uh, April second, and it's a quote: Last night, I was incredibly humbled and honored to be able to share the moment with such legendary coaches, players and great friends. I once again was reminded how lucky I was to grow up in Derby, the smallest town with the biggest heart. I was inspired by many of the speeches, but it was Superintendent Dr. Conway's that resonated the most with me. He talked about tradition and how Derby's tradition is so special and very rare. It is something that you just don't say. It is something you feel and something that drives you. I felt it as a kid because people like Charlie Dicenzo instilled that in me and 30 years later, I still feel it today. Congratulations to all the inductees for your accomplishments, pride, and inspiration. Derby tradition, feel it, live it. So, uh, is that an accurate summation of uh, of that night? Yeah, I read that myself. Yeah, I mean, is Dan a writer? That was uh, that no, was but he did an
1: excellent job portraying what he saw, you know, at the banquet. And the thing is, is that he was talking about tradition and pride and these. People that received the, uh, the the Hall of Fame award for the first class, they were really in the middle of what Derby football and Derby sports was all about. You know, Buster Jattak received the uh, coaches award for uh, for wrestling. He's been a great wrestler. In fact, he's in the National Wrestling Hall of Fame. But what a lot of people that are alive today don't know, he was a excellent football player. His uh, he. He was a powerful runner. He scored 5 touchdowns against San Sonia. Hmm, no he was kidding. he was really a a terrific runner. More he had speed, but he was really more of a power runner, right? Then Tony Passander and George Busnach, two other honorees. People used to come from all over to watch them play. And the reason I say that is because it was it was publicized in a lot of newspapers that you know during during that time um, the passing game wasn't a big thing. It was all run, 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 run. When first down run, second down run, third down if it's third and nine, okay, let's try to get it with a pass. But Ron Carbone, he had these two great athletes, and he opened up the game a little bit. Okay, and they both were all staters.
0: That's fascinating. Yeah, and, and it was also fascinating about your background is that you played sports and then covered it, so you have a connection yes. to everybody that was. I can remember inducted.
1: everyone from around 1955 to, to the present.
0: And what's your age? How how old are you, if I may I'll, ask?
1: I'll be seventy three, October first.
0: And you're in much better shape than I am at <laughs> forty two, which is. But uh, let's let's talk about you a little. I know you don't want to, and and uh, but I, where'd you grow up? I mean, you grew up in Derby. I grew up in Obviously. Derby. Where'd you where you grow up in Derby specifically? Like what? In old- East Derby. What road? I mean, I want to know, yeah, specific. Like, what yeah, road did you go That's up a big on? joke, you know,
1: East Derby and West Derby. Right. Yeah. I yes. always
0: forget which, because I live in Derby. Yeah. But I'm uh You're a westerner. West yeah, 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 yeah. You're a on Hawthorne Park. Avenue, right? Right, right, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah. Which I didn't realize, you know, I mean, they, like Derby had the reputation before we launched this. It was like, oh, you're going to Derby. It's a backward place, blah, blah, blah. Uh, which I don't really believe. But then within Derby, there's also, like, I'm on sort of the wrong side of the tracks, allegedly, which, uh, which I didn't realize. Well, when
1: I grew up in Derby in the 1950s, I was born in 1943, and I was in the 1950s, the, the middle 50s, that's when I started getting, you know, really interested in playing ball, you know. And uh, we had a lot of guys in our street that were pretty good athletes, you mm-hmm. know. They re- really did. And uh, and what street was it? What, where? Prospect Street, okay, and High Street. It was like a, gotcha. gotcha, both places. Okay, you know, um, and the uh, the idea was that we would have a team for every sport. We used to go down to you know where the Brad, Bradley the Bradley apartments are in East Derby there. Sure, sure, yeah. yeah. Well, that used to be called Bradley Field, okay. and we used to go down there, and during the summer. The fast pitch softball teams used to play there, and during the fall we used to use the outfield and play.
0: Believe it or not, tackle football without equipment. <laughs> and how many kids are we talking? Was it a, was it a big neighborhood? Like was there? Yeah, was we had a lot of everywhere? guys. We had enough
1: guys in our neighborhood that we could form a basketball team and a baseball team. Right, our basketball team was called the Benko Bombers. Now, where's that came? Where's the name? That from, was like? a, a little. Uh, luncheonette that was located right next to St. Mary's Church. Oh, no kidding. Right okay. now I think it's a Polish deli. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that that is fascinating. So what kind of work did your did your father do uh, back in the day? What, what what did your father do when you were growing up in Derby? Oh, my father worked at AFCO. Okay, and was that a... Because, uh, I, I mean, I'm from New York Af- originally. Like, it was AFCO-like homing in Stratford. In Stratford, okay. Yeah. How about your mom? Did she work? Was no, she, stay- she was a stay-at-home mom. Brothers and sisters? I have
1: a sister that's Sixty nine years old. I have a brother that's sixty five, and and my brother Jim is twenty one years older. Uh, yeah, twenty one years younger than me. He was so, born in nineteen sixty four. So you're the oldest of I'm the, the oldest of the, of the family. Of the, okay, the
0: four. And when did you get? You said you were just started to talk about when you got uh, involved in athletics. So what did you play when you attended Derby High School? What sports did you? I play? played football, track and field, and one year I played baseball.
1: And the coach of the baseball team didn't want me. I mean, the coach of the baseball team was upset with me because my senior year I didn't go out for the team because I was asked to participate in the Nutmeg Bowl all-star football game in July. And I told him I wanted to go out stay with track only in order to get in shape for the uh, for the football game. He was mad because I was his leadoff batter. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Okay. And believe it or not, you wouldn't. Believe it, looking at me, but I was like 175 pounds, and
0: and I could I could run pretty well. And so, what year did you graduate Derby High School? Like what, 1961. What okay, and so I mean, you hear the stories about the, like I guess the big game of the year was always the and, Sony and game. game. Okay. And then okay. Shelton. So what do you think of that? Those games uh, now. Do you think uh, one thing? I, you know, I'm I'm new to the whole uh, uh, that tradition we've only we only launched in 2009. Uh, and we don't cover sports. I should throw that out there. We yeah. don't know anything about about sports. But when we launched, we did I would we would send freelancers to games and I attended a few tried to live blog them. Uh, but like it's getting tougher and tougher for derby because the Ansonia and Shelton are sort of growing and and, and the derby football team. Yeah. And so, well, while well, still uh, I mean that's I'm not uh, I don't mean to, to bash derby football in any way, but has a tradition uh, w- what is it like now compared to then?
1: Well, when I played it the the rivalry was terrific, you know? Uh the fan base was terrific. A lot of the old timers are gone. Because hmm. we had a lot of diehard old timers. They used to come to the games. They used to come to the practices, you know? And when Lou the was the coach of Derby, who was the, one of the Hall of Fame honorees, he uh he had 45, 50 kids on a team. You know, and he had a so he, if if a, a starter got hurt he has somebody to fill in that isn't the case today mm. it's like if a starter gets hurt at derby they lose two positions i
0: was going to say cuz when i went to those thanksgiving games i remember being up in, in, at shelton high school in, in the press box and looking at the shelton bench compared to the derby bench mm. and i guess this is probably probably 2010 or 2011 when we were when we were doing that and uh, it was like two years in a row where derby against shelton really hung in in that in that first half, and it was a really good game. But I mean, you get tired. <laughs> then
1: they wore him down, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. That was uh, my observation in bolts. So, do you think that Derby Shelton uh, a game will continue as as it goes forward, or do you think uh, that might be a tradition that that goes away? Well,
1: according to rumors, Shelton don't want to play us anymore.
0: But th- th- their tradition lives. Yeah. Now, how does that make you feel as as a Derby guy? Well. Th- <sighs> You see,
1: Derby hasn't beaten Shelton in fourteen years.
0: Oh wow! I didn't believe know. it or not, okay,
1: fourteen days that you had to eat crow instead of turkey. <laughs> <laughs> That's the, I always right. There was an there was an old timer. His name was Ed Cotter. Sure, sure. You remember yeah, him?
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. I actually uh, lived next door to one of his relatives and know the Leonard. Well, he was a character. Yeah.
1: And every time we got we lost to uh, to uh, to Shelton, he because he was such a big fan. He was allowed to say a few words at the annual football banquet. And when we lost, he'd get to the podium and he would say, "Well, we blew another one to the gales." He goes like this, "Thanks for thanks for of uh, making me eat crow instead of turkey." You know, and the way he said it was comical. You got to hear him. He was a comical guy.
0: That's funny. Yeah. Uh so you started, I mean, you had a uh you you got into sports writing, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I guess what about about a decade after you were uh, graduated high school? I guess your first job, nineteen sixty six, was it was for?
1: I covered a few games. Lime Kotzman, the former sports editor of the Evening Sentinel, I told him how I was working for the newspaper at Central Connecticut State Uni- uh, College. It was college then, not yep. now. It's university, and I told him I'd like to, you know, cover some games down here if you have any room for me. And he says, Yeah, sure. So he sent me to a couple of Shelton games, a couple of Ansonia games, okay? And then the following year, in 67, Derby got a new coach, <coughs> uh, Bill McAllister, is a Hall of Fame coach for Ansonia, okay? He coached one year at Derby. And when he did, he uh, told Lime Katzman he wanted me to cover his games. So Lime assigned me to the Derby game. I became the Derby beat writer. And then when Lou DeFlopo came the following year, he um he he enjoyed my columns of uh, and he so he told the sports editor, I want him to I want it. him on
0: my team. So sometime. that's interesting. This the, the coach could uh call the shots for the uh, the editors in those days. That's uh Well they it's not that they can call the shots, they requested. Okay, that's gotcha. A, that's the right word to
1: use. To
0: <laughs> so, what was it? I mean, I you know, e- Ethan and I and uh, Ethan Fry is sitting behind me trying to do work as we record this uh, uh, this podcast. But we both uh, came from newspapers. Uh, you know, I worked for the News Times and Danbury. Uh, Ethan worked at the News Times as well, and worked at the at the uh, Record Journal. Or what was it? What was the one in uh, a Journal Inquirer. Journal Inquirer? I always say Record Inquirer, but. But anyway, so we saw and, – and before that, I started out a weekly paper in New York, and that weekly was bought by a Gannett paper, a Gannett Daily. So I don't know if we saw – what was it like at a newspaper I, uh, in those days? Were, were you in the newsroom, or was it primarily you would just cover No, okay. I
1: was a freelancer.
0: Gotcha, okay. There weren't any computers then, so we used to hand in our stuff. You'd have to hand – yeah, so how did that work? Yeah. Maybe this is way too inside baseball, but how would you hand it in? Like how you would uh, – well, we we type up the material,
1: and then we would on your own. Like you go to like so you'd cover right. a game and then go after to your after the house. game. We go to my house. We type. I type up the material, and I would drive down to the to the central office, put it through the slot, and the next morning the the sports editor
0: grabbed it and did what he needed to do. That's fascinating, at least to me as a as a former uh, newspaper guy. Uh, where was the Sentinel office in those days? was it was it in because I heard they had bureaus uh, in like the 60s. did you did you drive it here to Ansonia on Main Street or yeah. was it uh, you know, see where the city hall is? yeah, there? right next to it right there, next right? to it that building now they've they've put that front on it though I guess yeah at one right point, right yeah well that that, that that was the entire newspaper at one time. so you did that from sixty six to eighty five. you were a freelancer
1: for? sixty six to eighty five and then eighty five to ninety I was the the sports editor
0: of the Valley drummer. And what was that? See, I'm not, I wasn't familiar with that one until you had mentioned it. What, what was the Valley Drummer? It was a, a
1: weekly newspaper and its sister, and its sister's paper was the Suburban News, which covered Shelton and Huntington.
0: Okay, okay. Right? Yeah, and that I've heard, was that like
1: purchased by the register eventually or? Uh... No, it was purchased by Hometown Publications. Okay. Because Jack Young, the owner and publisher of those two papers, he, decided he wanted to retire well he was in his late 60s so they hometown publications bought out and they had like 15 newspapers and they didn't think that the drummer and the suburban news were doing very well so they closed
0: that down Hmm. and then just jumping around lime katzman that's a a name i heard a lot especially when we launched i might have even talked to him at one point but describe him? What was, I mean, as somebody, how would you describe his personality uh, to someone who never met him? And he was a sports editor of the Evening oh, yeah, he What, was, what a was he like? Terrific what? guy. Very personable. Um, he makes you, he, he always
1: called me William. He never called me Bill. If he called me on the phone, he go, William, I gotta, ha- you gotta do this, you know, and all that. That's, fat. was he, was he
0: really formal or was he like? Uh, nah, he was he was terrific, really. He just Do you ever do you still you said he's 86 years yeah, old. Yeah, I talked to him once in a while. How's he doing? He's doing okay. Does he still live locally or is he uh Yeah, he lives up in Ansonia. Now, do you guys talk about still like derby football stuff or No. But no, a, not really. but a
1: lot of times he'll call me up and he'll he'll uh, give his opinion on a couple of things that I wrote and stuff, you know that? You know, not negative stuff, good
0: good I'll just uh, have a conversation. Positive, about yeah, what conversation what you're doing. stuff. So and and so you were covering the Derby football team right uh, in sort of those legendary days. What was it like to cover? Oh, it was, yeah,
1: <clears throat> in those days, you go to a game and it wasn't. Gee, are we going to win today? It's good, it's it's a lot like the the Yukon uh,
0: women. It's how many points are we going to win by? Hmm. And how what were the players like? Uh, w- was there a cockiness since they won no. so much? or they? Yeah, no, describe? no, there really wasn't. And who are some of the uh, – I L- should just do, before we go in, because I will segue into sort of the Hall of Fame stuff right yeah. now.
1: Lou DiFilippo and Charlie Dicenzo, okay, during they were the coaches during the the uh, glory seasons, I call them, the glory years. And they wouldn't allow that.
0: Hmm. Let's they, hold that thought for one second. So this is – you're listening to uh, Valley Naval Gazing on 103.5 FM WNEH. We're streaming at valleyindy.org and newhavenindependent.org. My guest this morning is Bill Pucci, a sports writer and uh, beloved Derby figure. He was recently awarded with a service award from uh, the first ever Derby Athletic Hall of Fame. Uh, So you were saying he wouldn't... The the coach, how important was the coach in those days? Uh, that, That was the way the coach ran the program was the way the players behaved?
1: Very disciplined, okay? He was all business, but the kids loved him because they he was a little bit older, and they they felt he was like a fatherly figure, okay? So they had a lot of respect for him. And then when he retired in 1983, his, one of his assistant coaches, Charlie Descenzo, um, he did a terrific job with a lot less talent. I and that's ask. a lot of consistency right there. Wow, yeah. that's two coaches. So from sixty, I would say from sixty four to nineteen ninety, the Derby football cro- program was at its best. Derby went something like thirty thirty odd years of never having a losing record for a small school. That's quite an accomplishment.
0: Mm. Okay. And so, what were they? What was uh, uh, what were those coaches like to interview? Were they uh, Terrific! They were talkative. They were they were loquacious. Yes.
1: Um, I know Charlie Sensel since I was a kid. You know, he, okay, he's five years younger than me.
0: Gotcha. Okay, you okay. know,
1: and he was an Albarella Trophy winner like me. You know, I when I we have this big award, Derby Dur- Dur- Football's highest honor, which is the Alborella tr- Trophy. <clears throat> and when he won the trophy, I got to really learn to to know him a lot because he became a member of our committee. Okay. Yeah. In those days, they were asking the younger guys that won the award to come and serve on the committee because they wanted the same young blood because most of the guys were, like, in their 40s and 50s already. Hmm. You know? So we got we had, like, about five or six young guys down the road. Uh, myself, Mike Lombardi, Charlie Desenzo, Gene Biondi, a whole bunch, right? now the alborella committee's been disbanded since 1993 and now it's called the derby football club okay everybody and either died that, or moved out of state when when was
0: that award given
1: was that the uh, first one was 1954 to uh walter carney who is a a doctor down in south carolina he was probably retired by now hmm. but he was a real smart guy okay the trophy's given on sportsmanship, citizenship, and outstanding football ability. If, if you don't have one of the qualities, you don't get the award. You and could be all given state, out like, like all a,
0: American. If you don't have all three qualities, you don't get it. He didn't get it. And was it given out like at the end of the year or during a game? Like How How did during that? F- during the uh, Albarella
1: Banquet. Gotcha, okay. Yeah. Which is still going on. It's been 57 years. This was the 57th year of the banquet. So from 54 to 1959... The award was presented at graduation. Okay. Okay? And it was, you know, and the members of the Alborella committee didn't pick the award. The school did. But from 1960 on, the committee picked the award because they weren't very happy with some of the selections prior
0: to that. (laughs) Which is always, I guess, just from, from observing, like, how the Derby Athletic Hall of Fame... Uh, uh, came together. Uh, there is a lot of, you know, there's a lot of back and forth. This yeah. person wants this person, that person wants that person. Well, yeah, um, well,
1: they can't complain about this year's Hall of Fame because yeah, let's talk about that. Yeah, yeah, saying, please. This is not come here for.
0: <laughs> so, uh, yeah, what was uh, I mean? Did you play uh, an involvement in selecting anybody, or were no. you sort of out of it the whole time? Okay. No,
1: I I was like a consultant.
0: <laughs> gotcha. Really,
1: I didn't go to any of the meetings or. Anything, but I recommended some guys and and. Some of the guys I recommended got the award, and you have the program. You're, you're looking at the yeah, program the, right there. I recommended uh, Pasander and uh, and Busniak, who played together in 1965 season. I recommended uh, Bob Orchano. Bob Orchano is the only Derby High School football player to become to be named the state player of the year in 1981. No, no other kidding. right now. John Pagliero, uh, who graduated in 70, 74, he was a tr- All-State running back who went to Yale and was the Ivy League Player of the Year in 1976 and 77, I believe. He never won that award because it was given differently then. It was given on the basis of how many All-State votes
0: oh, a no player kids, was getting, okay.
1: a player received. It's not like that anymore. Now... My son is the football coordinator at the New Haven Register, and they have a committee that chooses the outstanding player of the year, which I think is the best way to do it. Mm. I mean, you can mm. fill the ballot box the other way,
0: right? Yeah, I, I, it is fascinating that your son went into sports journalism as well. So, you—you you, did you try to convince him, hey, no, no, do something else or anything? No, like no
1: you, he just liked it. How?
0: This is—did he know, go to the games with you as a kid and stuff like that? Did he, Was he? No, because he's
1: an Ansonia fan. <laughs>
0: Oh, oh really? Right.
1: Oh, are you supposed to say uh, that publicly? This I always, I always need- get them in I always, I always needle them. That when I play for An- when I play for Derby, we never lost to Ansonia.
0: I needle them a lot about that. Oh no, kidding! Yeah. No kidding. So all right. So you, you different you, era though. You know. Yeah. Right. 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 So you didn't tell them because, like, my father's a police officer, and when I told him uh, I was going into journalism, he said, "Like, uh, no, why? Why, why mm-hmm. would you want to do that?" But wasn't the same with you. Well. Michael saw
1: in the register a little block that said wanted register sports writer, right? Full-time staff writer or something like that. I figured out what he said. It. So he goes down for the interview, and they, and they had a, a sports editor who had a long German name. I can't remember. This was 13 years ago, right? So he reads over my son's resumes, and my, and he says to my son, poochie, are He relates to that guy down in the valley. He goes, yeah, that's my father. He says, "Well, you know, you're." He says, "Some of the the resume and some of your work here that I'm seeing in the folder he says you're doing. You look, you know, you you write pretty well." He says, "So your father's your father's Bill Pucci." He goes, "Yeah." He goes, "Well, if you if you turn out as good as he did, you got the job." And he, and he uh, oh
0: nice okay and he got the job. I didn't know where you were going with that story. I thought he was going to say, "Oh, you're all right. Uh, you're you're a better writer than your dad." I thought it was going to go that. Well, way. Well, he is a better
1: writer than I was. He's really he's very gifted. I, th- I, th- I yeah. Really th- how many children do you have? I-, I have twins that are that were born in 1978.
0: Okay. And Melissa is your daughter. Melissa, right? Okay, who's involved in everything? Yeah, in she's involved yeah. in everything too. A lot of like community She'll service. Give her a service award. Right. Yeah. I was going to say that's how. I mean, I know her through email via yeah. all the events she submits, and right. it's always something good uh, and yeah. positive happening. Well, she's the Valley.
1: dean of students at the Yale School of Nursing.
0: I did not know that. Okay. Yeah. Nice so, job. She got a nice job. Yeah. Wow. Well, congratulations on yeah.
1: that. Yeah. I'm lucky. I got two two kids who really did well for themselves.
0: Nice. So, all right. So this, this Hall of Fame class. Yes. Who's the greatest athlete that uh, ever? stepped foot in Derby High School? Well, I think I think it's George Busnack,
1: okay? And Vinnie Greco is 1A, okay? Because both of them were all-staters. Uh, both of them uh, played football, basketball, and baseball. Um, it's, it would really be tough to choose between the two, but I thought that Busnack was the more talented of the two, you know?
0: Tell me about him. Like what era? Because I'm completely ignorant well, he, of derby sports. he started so.
1: he started f- football and basketball and baseball for three years in the varsity, all three of them. Then he started the baseball f- on the baseball team for four years. You know, mm. he started for three years on on the basketball team and three years on the football team. Okay, and uh, like I said, there's one and one A. It's all. It's all in the opinion of the fan. That's what mm. I say. You know, mm. nothing against Vinnie. I love Vinnie. You know, but I just think George was a shade, little shade above.
0: And everybody was there uh, yeah. at, at the induction ceremony. Yes, so uh, that had to be quite. Yeah, he's he's one of the. Vin Greco is one of the
1: inductees too. I talked about Buster Jodic, Uh Diane Potke, still holds all the records at Derby High for the Shop put and the discus. She not only was great in high school, she was great in New England, hmm. right? And she also went to Yale and, and participated in track, indoor and outdoor track there. So That's fascinating. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah go through. Go ahead, go ahead
0: through. Give, Give us your I, thoughts on whoever you want. We talked
1: about coach uh, Mike Mangillo, uh, Mangilla, Mike Marcuccio, uh, all New England wrestler. He, he uh, had a number of... Uh, of years where he, he went undefeated in his class, which is, you know, tough to do, really.
0: And he's one of the younger guys. In yeah, there, he's right? one of the, yeah, he's
1: graduated in 96, I think.
0: Yeah. And it is like we should, I mean, there's people going back. Uh, I mean, Leo Ryan uh, was inducted. He's from the class of 1922. There's a real representation of all, he all the re- generations. He was. He
1: was inducted as a coach. Okay. He was a three-sport coach. He coached football. Basketball and baseball. In fact, the 1937 38 basketball team, they called them the Moxie Five. And the reason they did is because he petitioned up to the highest level of the tournament. He didn't want to play in the lower level, he wanted to play in the higher level. And so the registered reporter called them. They had a lot of Moxie doing that, so they called them the Moxie five. That was his name. Okay, yeah. that's fascinating. And in football, they had a terrific team in th- th- that that class of athletes, 37, 38, 30, 39. They were terrific.
0: It's fascinating. And, yeah. uh, and Jack Walsh, from what I understand, was the MC of uh of Yeah, he was. Right. Um and you're going through that list again.
1: I was just talking about Mark Marcruccio, Mike Marcuccio. Before uh, I rudely interrupted. Yeah. Uh he won 145 matches. Would you believe it? Wow. That's amazing.
0: Do you think uh, Derby uh, wrestling, you always hear about uh, Derby football, but Derby wrestling is equally, I mean, they're they're Derby they're wrestling, over the year. last
1: 10, 15 years, they had the best record of any any sport in the school. Hmm, hmm. And that's why Buster Jada uh, got inducted into the Hall of Fame. And as, as I mentioned, I think, pri- uh, previously, He was inducted into National Wrestling Coaching Hall of Fame. That's quite a tribute. Yeah, yeah, that's
0: amazing. Was there any one uh, particular uh, moment or or speech that stood out from the uh, ceremony, April 2nd? um, You mean from the inductees? Yeah, or anything at all. What, What did you take away from it?
1: Well, I thought John Pagliaro made a nice speech, but it was a little long. But he was, <laughs> he was a he's a he was, Yalie, so he's very educated. Right, so it's, okay. You know, but his speech was inspiring. It really was, and Doctor Conway's was inspiring also, um, and uh, Diane Potke. She also went to Yale, and you could see that you know from that education she made a nice speech, and uh, and the Tommy Di Filippo represented his father oh wow and he made a nice speech and he he thanked so many people you know for for their contributions to the team you know at, when his father was coach you know what I mean and uh he even singled me out for all the writing I did that my that my he said my father loved your articles you know and uh so I felt real proud that that he would say that because his father did like my mm. articles
0: go. and when you look back over the sports writing uh, career there is there any particular game or 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 anything that that stands out or particularly st- a particular story you covered that's among you I know it's a hard thing to ask because I when people ask me that I don't know it's all yeah it all kind of blends together but well in
1: 1969 Derby was number one in the state by the end of the year they were you know the, but they played a game game against Seymour that was also undefeated at the time. They had a quarterback combination of Mark Allen to Dennis Rosam. Hmm. They were terrific. Okay? Other than Pissander and Buzznacht, they were probably the two the the best passing combination in the valley to come out of the valley. They were really really great to watch. Well, they they went out to a 18 to nothing lead over Derby going into the fourth quarter. Would you believe it? Into the fourth quarter and Derby roared back and beat them 28 to 18 they just wore them down
0: no kidding okay. yeah. and that's the one that, that a couple of turnovers
1: out. couple of stops you know and they ended up getting getting four TDs wow okay. yeah
0: and now going forward with with this hall of fame uh you'll be giving out a, a service award every year do you, do you uh get input as to who gets it and like what are the uh qualifications or or how do they decide who's going to well
1: th- i really can't answer that only because it's going to be chosen by the committee with input from me. Gotcha. You know, and there, there the committee is going to be the last one to, to you know, get make the the last call, so to speak.
0: Mm. And then, how about in terms of I guess everyone got a plaque. Will these be on display? Is, is, yes. Talk. Yeah, because I don't. There's an individual about
1: plaque about f- one foot by seven inches. Okay. And then there's there's a uh, plaques that are going to go into the high school, and the and the service plaque for me is going to be a large plaque with little slots on it where you can put the name engrave mm-hmm. a name mm-hmm. on it and you put it in the in the in the in the in the plaque. You know, it's you have to see it to
0: understand what I'm saying. No, no, I, I understand totally. Yeah. yeah, so that's a great thing. Yeah. So, Bill, we're, we're just about uh, out of time here. Is there anything that you want to, as we wind this down, is there anything that you wanted to, to talk about uh, that I haven't asked you or any last point you want to make before we call it a day here on uh, Valley Naval Gazing? Well, I would just like to thank everybody
1: that attended the, the Hall of Fame banquet. It was a terrific night, and uh, I can see going forward that there's there's a lot of, Great athletes that we haven't even touched on yet. Some of them were at the banquet, hmm. you know, and it was brought out by some of the by some of the uh, uh, people that made speeches, you know. And uh, I think that next year's banquet is probably going to not be in terms of people getting enshrined as big because I think uh, uh, this is not written in stone, but I think they're going to choose five people plus my award. That was the word scale doing, back a little yeah, yeah, you know what I mean, but who knows? I think we have so many great athletes from the early early uh, 30s, 40s and 50s. I think we should look into that getting some of those old guys in because because you know the guys that are that were that played in the 80s, 90s and et cetera,
0: they have time. Mm. they'll get their due. Interesting. All right, Bill Pucci. So the best is yet to come. Essentially, you're saying. I would say, if
1: the this one here was great. What I said, what I said to one of the honorees was, just stop and think about it, and tell your kids this: the first class of the Derby Hall of Fame, right? You were the top ten all time. That's to it. Yeah. Be, to be recognized.
0: Literal history. Yeah.
1: Right. So and I, you're in there, Bill. Well, I'm not in the Hall of Fame. I'm in the, i sir. I have my service award. I'm happy with Which that. Is, some exactly. people think some people think I have the credentials from my era, you know, fifties and early sixties. But I'm happy with this. there are people who think that, that's their choice. You know, they can throw me a few votes. But there you go. <laughs> I, I'm happy. I'm happy with with this service award, because, like one one person told me you got to remember, you're going to be honored at every single banquet. There you go. Right? Because I'm going to be presenting the award of my honor, right, so to speak. So I'm happy.
0: All right. With that, I want to thank you for for coming down here and and for talking to us and, of course, for your service to the uh, valley that uh, way predates us. And so, anyway, thanks. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. All right, and that's it for this week on Valley Naval Gazing, and we will talk again next week. Thank you.